Hey, thanks for joining me again. Let's be honest, the world seems really crazy right now, which is why I'm excited to talk to this relentless source of inspiration and positivity. Yeah, Rolando Oli Reed, one of the Jamaican bobsledders from the Beijing Winter Olympics. As a teenager, Rolando was the fastest sprinter in Jamaica at one point. Yeah, Jamaica, not Turkmenistan, not Estonia, not Tasmania, but Jamaica. <laughs> That's fast. But he did suffer some injuries and setbacks, but still managed to rechannel that energy and become an Olympian in the Winter Olympics as one of the Jamaican bobsledders. Pretty much, he's the real version of the character I played in Cool Runnings. Check him out. Um, I was in the student center of my college one day and a guy walked up to me and asked me, he's like, yeah, uh, what do you guys speak again? Reggae? He asked if I speak reggae. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at him and I ask him, do you speak hip hop? <laughs> do you speak reggae? reggae. Wow. Yeah, Although, in all fairness, that should be a language. That's That would, <laughs> <Reggae>. be, cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, man. All right, the man, Rolando Reed. The new junior. <laughs> the, the new junior. Um, yeah, but you call yourself Oli too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that your nickname? No, that's the Olympian, you know? So, oh, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> I just so got it. That's the additional title. <laughs> Oli. <laughs> Oli. They call me Roly, which kind of Oli. Oli, Roly. Roly, Oli. <laughs> I'm worrying to it, right? It's a, this is exciting, man. How you feel, man? Because uh, you you've like fresh from the Olympics. Fresh, fresh, fresh off the Olympics. Um, are you jet lag? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Um, but fortunately, when I arrived to UK, the first two days, um, was relaxed. Mm-hmm. So just spend some time with my dad. Just get a few drink here and there. <laughs> that that was waiting with that um as i arrived at the house you had the drink ready you live you live in london no actually um first time in london um okay yeah jamaica is where i base uh for the most part but then i spent some time in canada and u.s at the same time but jamaica Mm. is base so how's your family feel today how are they treating you they proud of you Proud, proud, proud. Um, my mom, I still haven't seen her yet since the games, but mm-hmm. I think she was in tears, man, um, from the opening ceremony. And just knowing how we grew up and that kind of thing, for her, that was, I've made it. She see how much I dedicate to, to, um, to athletics and track and field per se. And to see that it never really worked out going to the Olympics in that aspect. And to now see that I'm an Olympian in a winter sport, I think she thinks she have done it all, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and yeah. she she's really proud. She was really proud of of, of that moment. Yeah. yeah, but you were telling me because I was asking you um before we were, we, yeah. we were rolling. I was asking you like, how does it feel? Because you uh you're just coming down. Yeah, off of down. all that all that Olympic high. Yeah, and as I said, like um, it's not really. You would think it's over, yeah. But we're still living in that dream, and uh, it's like still inspiring people, and yeah. those who have watched us throughout the season and even at the games, 
um, still interested and still trying to hear that story. So I went, um, I went to a match yesterday uh, in Manchester. That's mm. my team, by the way. So Manchester United. Man U. Yeah, man. Man U <laughs> fan. United <laughs> fan, right? I was there and just went expecting it to be normal, just trying to see my team win. But mm. it was a different hospitality getting there, you know. Oh, so yeah. Know you get good seats. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, fortunately, I knew someone, um, one of the coaches, um, member of staff. Yeah. He had a friend that uh, had some exec seats. Yeah, man. So some real <laughs> what you live. I have to tell I have to tell all the Americans out there that Man U is a football team, a soccer team. Oh yeah, big soccer team in uh big big soccer team. In England. So it's it's the most decorated there is um, where trophies are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some really great player, the best player in the world right now, Cristiano Ronaldo. Of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a big Ronaldo fan. Being in the exec suite yesterday was um, kind of life-changing too. I mean, yeah, how so? Got there, sitting, just eating food, whatever the case is, and just start seeing people asking for photos and stuff, you know? Yeah. Some people saw me at the games, so they're like, yeah, it's good to be in the presence of our Olympian. So it, it, it was a so good you, feeling. You're getting this celebrity treatment, man. You're yeah, like, some you're celebrity like treatment. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> So I had some flashbacks. I was like, yeah, Bolt, is this how you really felt? <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. Along the same line. Where did you grow up in Jamaica? Born in Man- uh, Mandeville, Manchester. And then mm-hmm. I grew up within Manchester, which is central Jamaica. Um, mostly in Mile Gully. A little mm-hmm. small town called Mile Gully. Yeah. Mile Gully. Probably nobody know it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, what I was thinking is in your wildest dreams, did you yeah. ever think that you would go from that small town in Jamaica to like being in Beijing or being getting the celebrity treatment in Manchester. Is it still surreal for you? Like, a... I think it have it was soaked soaked in proper yet, you know. Honestly, um, the only little touch of the reality was when I was at the closing ceremony. So I was a flag bearer, and um... just sitting there in the in the birdness, um. And watching the screen, they had some little moments from the games. And mm. seeing my teammates in the sled going on the two-man, I mean, at that point, I was like, Jano, really rich, <laughs> really there, you know? <laughs> you so, arrived. <laughs> yeah. But growing up, no, I, I would say no. I, of, of course, the movie was produced when I was just born. Right, so, all right. Don't make yeah. me feel old now. <laughs> you <see> right. <laughs> Ouch. I would, I would not hold responsible for that. But yeah, man, 1993 yeah. was the year I was actually born. Born, yeah. And um, grew up in that small town, used to build go-karts. So I can relate to the movie to an extent where that was concerned. Just see you guys. I, I was the type of Kid, country, country guy, countryman, yeah. as you call it. So we like to have fun. So if I watch a karate movie, best believe I'm going to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, we're going to play yeah. karate. If I watch soccer, we're going to play. That's how you get hurt too. Exactly. <laughs> you watch watching movies. I build some character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but oh, no, I, would, I wouldn't say I, I, I had that dream of being an Olympian at that point. Maybe in high school when I started doing track. 
yeah. yeah I, I I wanted to represent the country at the Olympic Games in track and field, not no winter sport. No. I feel so young and and spry. So, yeah. <laughs> so I always forget that the movie is that old. Yeah, uh, cool was, runnings we're yeah. talking about the movie. Yeah. And then you saw that movie. So then you at least you know that the guys that came before you, like Devin Harris yeah, and, and and the yeah. Stokes brothers and all, you know, but but just these they already made it possible for you for that to be something that can be attained. Definitely. So, um I'm actually good, good in good connections with um Dr. Chris Stokes now. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah, he's he's the president of the association, um, the oh, federation okay. that, that is. So yeah, he was yeah. actually at the games with us. And we have conversation very frequently. And um, so mm. good, good motivator. Um, just a good guy altogether. And I can't give them thanks enough, you know, to create this platform for us to actually become yeah. Olympians. Because if they didn't see the dream then, then this wouldn't be a reality for many of um, the Winter Olympians. Thanks to those guys. They really, they really opened that door for a lot of Jamaicans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just for the Caribbean in general, because yeah. now there's like right. starting to have people from, you know, from well, you Trinidad. know, people from Trinidad always following Jamaicans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad was, you said that not me because I couldn't get the heat to cover that. <laughs> they always feel like, what, Jamaicans are doing it? We got to do it too. We got to do it too. <laughs> they can't do it. We have to do it too. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> it's exciting because I, uh, I'm not you. I, I'm the movie version. The movie version. <laughs> By the way, you you were playing me. In yeah, this. that's what I said. <laughs> you were playing me. Yeah, that's right. Been, junior. How does it feel to be the the junior 5.0 <laughs> upgraded? Good, man. I I you know, and funny enough. <laughs> now to look back at the movie um, and look back at the season that I just had. I was one of the rookie um in the team actually. Right. So I first ran on ice September of last year. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> so and I'm the smallest guy on the on the squad. Yeah, that's the, 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 the smallest. <laughs> but you know what? I bet you're tougher than I was in the movie. <laughs> them pressure me, I'm not gonna lie. Them pressure me. So because I didn't really know most of the mechanism about the sled, and most of the other guys were experienced. So, but I had to stand up, you know, because yeah, I don't yeah. what I see. I see pride. All right, I see power. Um, <laughs> do you do the mirror scene to pump yourself up? Of course. <laughs> of course. How did the other athletes treat you guys in, in China? And China. How, was, how was that feeling? Man, I think Jamaica, we're almost like celebs among the other athletes. Mm. And you would think being the last place qualifier, it wouldn't be the case. <laughs> right, but right. I think the movie, and we always get the question about the movie, mm. the movie and just the mere fact that we have done what we have done with the equipment that we have and the resources and being a tropical island i think that within itself just give a certain level of respect to us so we did receive respect not only from the athletes but also the hosts and all that kind of stuff so right, right. it was really good Re- really good you had groupies 
<laughs> yeah, answer that. You don't. You don't have to answer. <laughs> yeah, answer that. <laughs> think about it. What do you think it is about Jamaica? Because you're a very small island. Yeah. Uh, but you're like one of the most popular small communities in the world. Like people know Jamaican music, for instance, yeah. right? For I don't know Indonesian music, you know. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know I, what I mean? Know you know what I mean? There's so many other cultures around there that, that you yeah. know that that they're not as publicized as Jamaica. What does he think is about your my you, country? Yeah. Ah, uh, you hear the saying we're little but we're tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. So it's small as an island. But tell people, I mean, that's you hear that in dance hall too. But, exactly. But, but tell people what that means in layman terms. Like so In layman terms, we're a small nation, but we have a lot of talent. And mm-hmm. our talent always seem to shine mm-hmm. above and beyond our right. smallness. So, yeah, man, we... We, we tend to shine wherever we go. And you you'd often hear the term that Jamaicans are everywhere. So I think mm-hmm. the mere fact that we, we tend to explore and get out into the world, we get to share bits and pieces of the culture within different communities across the world. And that mm-hmm. within itself is a takeover. Um, we're promoting or spreading the culture is concerned. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure right now, if you take a spaceship and go, <laughs> go in the US, that's the Jamaica. <laughs> on the moon, you're on the moon. On the moon. <laughs> We're everywhere, everywhere. And there's a woman on the team too, right? Yeah, man. There is a Jasmine Finale. Jasmine, yeah. Victoria. Yeah. Victoria. Yeah. So how did that work out? Where you have like a, it's co-ed? Your yeah. Bob's the team is co-ed? So not really, you know. Um, so Nothing. you have a separate teams. You have a male and a female team. Mm-hmm. So you have the Mona Bob and the two right, man, right. and then you have the two man and the four man. So Jasmine is actually one of the great, or if not the great, it's well, the greatest female pilot in Jamaica. Um, mm. She was the first to qualify in Pyeongchen as a female pilot for Jamaica in bobsleigh. And then she's now the first uh, female or Mona Bob pilot. It's a new event in the Olympics. But that's a so, single. Yeah, that's a single. Mono as in by yourself. Yeah, man. <laughs> so she, 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 she's, she's that type. You are buzzing right now from this. I could, I could see it. You, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, strictly buzzing, buzzing, man. How do you feel about uh, how you guys did? In- so mixed feelings. Um, I am a true competitor, mm. and in track and field, I always want to win. And no different in bobsled. I, I'm okay with the result because I know that we did what we could. As you know, equipment, just like the movie, is not the greatest. So, right. But we don't complain. We use the same equipment to get to the games. And unfortunately, we couldn't better our placement as we entered. But mm. I also am happy with the results. Because, as I said, I know that we do what we could have done. But I wish we could have made a. So hopefully <laughs> yeah. going forward, hopefully going forward, we'll have more people on board. Um, I don't know if you know, but we have Sandals on board, um, Sandals Foundation. Oh, nice. They're looking to help um, with the drive towards the next 
are the future mm-hmm. generation of bobsledders and winter sport athletes. So with them on board, we'll be able to do workshops and do certain drives, going into schools, different various schools, and try to recruit. And then uh, equipment and all of that should be better going forward. So, so now, the, now there's a, like a bobsled federation right now there's like a whole yeah there is but the, the, um head by um dr chris stokes but uh over the years i would say funding has been lacking well it's an expensive sport too right very yeah very. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know how i'm in this sport <laughs> right right because it's it's really expensive and when you really do your balance and checks and you just wonder is it worth it you know Mm. is it worth it well i could answer that you guys have proved that it is worth it okay and and let's be honest look how much money people are making from the idea of a jamaican bobsled team selling merchandising in the airport there's been benefactors from yeah the concept just what they did you know what the original guys did but also what you are doing now that is true it's like uh the level of inspiration that you're giving people and like the funny thing about it is listening to the commentators is like they're rooting for you this is yeah. not even their country they're like <laughs> ah, they almost made it. Yeah, yeah and and it's just the the type of message on tenacity and will and and stick to itiveness that that you're kind of generating around the planet is amazing is and true. you're part of that you used the word earlier, buzzing, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. The makeup said is buzzing, and that, the inspirational aspect of it is where I would say we win or won. Um, I think we won a lot of hearts and a lot of smiles around the world. Mm-hmm. And for me, in itself, that is the greatest victory there is. I mean, in a time like this, especially, mm-hmm. and to know that we were able to bring the world together and have them cheering. And even mm. being interested in such a sport that is not really so known, um, it opened my eyes as to what yeah. you can do and how sport can impact the world. Because a lot of people don't know the sport and a lot of yeah. people don't know how it works. They just see us going down in, in our equipment and they're like, yeah, everybody have the same thing, but it don't. Very different from the Germans. Germans have a 2021 or 2020 sled going down aerodynamic jamaica we were in uh 2009 sled which is less aerodynamic bobsled mines the pilots have improved but at the same time we were racing in all equipments and equipment that is not up to date so they all have like uh, the iphone 13 and you like using a flip phone we're using (laughs) a flip phone still but at the same time we're able to use the flip phone and still texting Fast exactly. as fast as everybody else. As fast as everybody else. Because you got, of course, you have your critiques. They're like, oh, them not win a medal and that kind of stuff. But you have the few that say, even the mere fact of being there is an achievement. It's actually helped to uplift us. Um, well, so- and, and let's look at the obvious. Being there with the type of obstacles, uh, no snow. <laughs> you know, some of, it's probably some of the coldest weather you, some of you have ever been in. Ah. Uh, Yes, like art. So Nimra is the one that I would say least exposed um, to, to the winter. And mm. it probably would have been the toughest for him. And Nimra is, is the brake man, right? Yeah, man. He's the brake man in the two. Yeah. So, um, but all of us have been exposed. 
over the years. I went to school in Maryland, um, so I'm accustomed to running um, or training in the cold. But I moved back to Jamaica, so it's a whole different ball game. Um, training in Jamaica for a winter sport. It's almost right. madness, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's madness. But that's that's how I describe Jamaican. Yeah. Pure madness. Pure madness. <laughs> but in a good way, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know what I realized when I was watching the Olympics? It's like, I know we're just fresh out of a pandemic, but then there was like a, a jamdemic in Jamaican. <laughs> Catch the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was this infectious thing. And I remember being excited. Like, I almost forgot I was in the movie. Well, you know, the movie is like, you know, it's cold, and I went and went by the heater, <laughs> and then they yell cut, and then I said, yeah. "Any more patty?" <laughs> you're like, you're oh, like, so now, now live the life, then, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're getting you're getting craft services, and <laughs> yeah, that's sweet, that's sweet. So, question, uh, um, yes, the movie. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> we, get, we get a lot of it today, so I'm give back some. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. So what? What would you say is the best part of the movie for you? For me, what the, scene? Yeah. Well, for my me is the uh, there's two scenes I liked. Uh, are you talking about from my character or the whole movie? All right. So one from your character and one from the whole movie. Okay. For one from the for one from my character. Oh, that's tough because. <laughs> There's a section where my character tells Yul Brenner to go get your palace. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what where, where you come from. Okay. If you believe it, you can go get your palace. Because he was trying to live in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> that and the mirror scene, of course. But I also, I know this sounds uh, crazy because nobody would do this in real life. But I like where we lift the sled. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so, of course it makes no sense because it's dangerous. I'm glad you bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Me with my stupid self. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I look at my coach and I was like, um, "So the guys didn't really lift the sled at the games." <laughs> he looked at me and he was like, "You realize they even how to push the sled off of the line, much less <laughs> you really believe the poor man lift that up." <laughs> and the sleds, the sleds back then probably even heavier. You know? Yeah, they took like about 400 yeah, pounds out the... of it. Even taking that stuff out was still like a good, good yeah, 300, man. 250, 300 pounds when they took all that stuff out. So to yeah. shoot the scene, we were worried about it. We were like, wait, we'll, but this is on ice. <laughs> <laughs> so but... we were like thinking, man, I hope this thing doesn't come down on us. That's the look on our face. And plus... I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but they they put down board, okay, uh, on the on the track like plywood, yeah. like a lot of okay, so I could walk on. Yeah, so we're not okay. walking on it because we were concerned about. They didn't do that until we complained. We're like, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is this is heavy hey, and slippery. Yeah, first, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool, though. I I that that part of the movie was very inspirational for me. You know, just knowing that even though there's an accident. We still mm. want to make it cross the finish line, and I think it yeah. speaks. It speaks volume for even. I, I can't say for the teams back then because I didn't really go on that journey with them, but I'm sure they can right. relate. But for the team this year, um, we had a lot of challenges, and no matter the challenge, we know we needed to get across the finish line. 
So yeah. that that scene in the movie actually was inspirational to this this generation of athletes because trust me, <laughs> trust me, Julian. <laughs> we'll go through it. We'll go through it. And right, right. It we, we made it across the finish line, if you ask me. I mean, right. getting to the games, performing um to the best of our abilities. I think that that was our us crossing the finish line. Yeah. After all the struggles, pandemic, COVID scares, man. <laughs> Sean Wayne had caught COVID. So he's in isolation. We have to separate from him. Because, as I said, the pilot had tested positive for COVID. So he has to now have, I think, about three tests um, result. Yeah, clear. That's saying it's negative to clear. So he's dealing with it that the other guys are making, trying to make sure that they don't test positive. And it's, <laughs> it was something else, man. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really feel comfortable at the games until close to when I start compete comfortable in the sense that I was still COVID scared because mm. you're doing tests every day at the games and just one result would put you out. So it's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's like you're Olympian and you're at the Olympic games, but are you really at the Olympic games? Because if you test positive, then you're technically not an Olympian because you don't compete. Right. So, that's the next thing too. So I think a lot world. of athletes, man. That's why I said the mental aspect of it is is really key. It was man. The- and then you still want to win after that? <laughs> you're lucky, lucky to be there. I know, right? <laughs> Trust me. You, you know, I mean, I know that you want to leave there with a medal, but I was, I think we're already yeah, proud of you. Like we, yeah. we, you already made it as far as like, and I think I, I had a, a, a TMZ it hit me up and I was like, I was using profanity. I was so excited. I was like, do you realize how fucking incredible that is? They had to bleep me out of the TMZ. <laughs> you can't handle emotions in this in, in, in this in this situation sometimes because yeah. just seeing it and especially having such a close relation from the movie perspective, I'm sure it made you proud. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, it makes everybody feel like they're Jamaican. I don't, yeah. Uh, I mean, my family <laughs> is from Trinidad, so don't tell them, tell them I said that. But... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you feel like proud. To... First of all, there's a word in Yiddish where they say chutzpah, to have the chutzpah, or have the guts. It means yeah. to have the the gall or the madness, like you would say, to, to yeah, even man. try it. <laughs> <laughs> that is it's, true. It's kind of like, wow. You know, what I realized about the movie, of course, it's not as grand as what in real life are accomplishing. What you're accomplishing is way more grand than the movie. You guys are like emotion and we're like the emoji. (laughs) (laughs) We're like the symbol of what you're doing. So lifting this lead in that movie for me was important only because it it was capturing the spirit of what what is a Jamaican bobsled team. To yeah. accomplish this, this is how we feel about you, about what you Trust did. Me. That inspires us as well, you know. Just that yeah. scene, it makes you want to cross that finish line. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. yeah, man. So you don't even know how much more <laughs> you have done by doing that movie, because wow. it has inspired other small nations. But this, this, I, am, this amazing because yeah. it's like uh, the real people, then the movie. Now it's, it's, chain of, yeah, it's, it's a chain, chain, chain of yeah. events, you know. I think that's why it has this buzz this time around. Um, well, that's true because it's the four and the back to yeah. the four, like the movie. The iconic four, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs>
about the movie where you like now that you've done it in real life you're like uh, that was ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> you said what about the movie because you're a real bobsled you're like a real yeah. bobsled wouldn't be doing that <laughs> <laughs> let me see well you i know you didn't you all didn't practice in the bathtub <laughs> that because <laughs> that doesn't make no sense <laughs> <laughs> the bathtub scene <laughs> leads yeah. to a misconception of how a bobsleigh works. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right. So people messaged me and my teammates, and they said, Oh, so in order for you to steer, you all got to turn left. <laughs> you all got to turn right. Because <laughs> that's what you guys are doing in the scene. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't make no sense. Plus four four grown ass men are not gonna sit in the bathtub like. <laughs> but uh, I I think it's a good I think it's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and the reason being, you have to get comfortable with yourself. Yeah. As a bobsledder, mm-hmm. and comfortable with those around you. So, in the event that if I was supposed to recruit a team of guys for four months, mm-hmm. I would have them sit in the bathtub, because for one, it teaches a lesson. Mm-hmm. You have to be comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. And two, you have to be comfortable with those around you. Right. And create that bond because that's a position, similar position that you're going to be sitting in, into the sled. Mm-hmm. You're going to be, every time you load the sled, per se, you have a different experience because right. your foot might be in the man's back on mm-hmm. one occasion. Mm-hmm. Your foot might be around him on one occasion. Your hand, you might not get to your handles. And there's a lot of times the, the guy behind me don't get to his handles. And how, how do you go down safely? The man put him hand around me. <laughs> so he right. rocked me. Or right. hold on to my side. And right. if you're not comfortable with yourself, you're going to run into issues, you know? Right, right. So you have to be able to be comfortable with yourself and just knowing that you're a team and those around you, you have to be comfortable with them as well. So it's a good scene. It's a good scene. And it's a good, I think, a good way to introduce someone into four-man sled. Yeah. So create a bond. Yeah, man. So it's not all bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good lesson. That's a good good point. When we were practicing, we had to run and jump in the sled. And we we always stick-stab each other with the spikes. (laughs) There you go again. As I said, every time you load, it's different. And um, we're a new crew. Most of the teams you see out there, they've been together for four years, mm. eight years, 12 years, that long. How and long have you guys together been together? I'm oh, sorry. September. September is like, wow. September 2021. Wow. That's when we got together in Lake Placid and started doing some training together. And at that point, I have never run an ice. At that point, I didn't know the guys personally. I've only spoken to them over the phone. Because 30 guys, as you may know, based in the UK. So it's only me and Nimroy that trained in Jamaica. And so it was all new. And as I said, I was a rookie at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to be learning from the guys. And it's not easy learning from somebody that is European most of the times. Because yeah. you can let um, ego get the best of you. Right. And especially if somebody is younger than you, which one of the guys is younger than I am. But at the same time, he was more knowledgeable about the sport than I, I was because he had um, experience. So I had to put my pride aside and know that the ultimate goal is to get to the games. So I'm writing this down. Placid, 
Put huh? pride aside. Yeah, man, I got to put pride aside. Man. <laughs> every day was a new learning experience for me. Um, mm. Loading the sled, running on ice, um, how to sit into the sled, how to hop onto the sled without slowing up things. And we just had to figure it out on the go. Mm. It was tough. It's, it's really interesting because it's like a... It's paradoxical because it's like on one hand you have obstacles to even it's it's an obstacle to even be a Jamaican bobsledder, <laughs> but then there are obstacles as far as how you uh, not having enough time with each other or not having enough resources. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, what the what they say the emerging world. Yeah, you know, like like they say third world, but I, the emerging. <laughs> Emerging world is dealing with trying to keep up with the first other you know first world yeah. economies that have all the all the resources and you almost want to say like yeah if you give these guys not just for bobsledding if you give these guys half of the the same resources or, or the same opportunities just think if, if they're doing this good yeah with limited resources just imagine how good they would do yeah and the, um, how do you feel about the team? You, uh, like, if you have all the support and all the good bobsled and and, and night time to train, how do you think you'll do? I think Jamaica will be on top of the world, just like we are in sprinting world. You see all the sprinters we have, and that's because we what we have that resource to do that kind of thing. Invest in athletes, you know, and mm. with investment, you can see the reward. You can see the product that comes out of the MVP camp. We're not a government-funded sport. The government play roles in helping us to get where we need to go, but we're not government-funded. But I think if we were to be government-funded and have a lot of the private investors in the country buy into um, the sport some more, I think we'll be world beaters. Yeah, we, we, we can definitely achieve more. And hopefully, as I said, with Sanders on board and other um, investors, I think uh, for Milan, um, uh, Italy games, we, we should be able to compete for top 10, if not medals. Um, mm. We have it in us, and Jamaicans are talented. We have the sprinters in us. Have yeah, the sprinters. That's, for, that's for sure. Have the sprinters. <laughs> but, and we have a good pilot, but at the same time, if you don't have the equipment. So maybe hopefully now that people have seen what you're capable of, subpar equipment, Yes. maybe now they could see like, well, maybe if we give them a little bit, well, you would hope, right? They You'd hope make. because I've seen this playing out a lot of times in different sports, different kind of um, walks of life where while the buzz is going on, everybody is for it, mm. you know, and people talk a lot and they said, okay, um, need to get involved and they're trying to find a way to invo- um, get involved. But as soon as it starts to peter out, these same persons just disappear. Bobsleigh is not a every four-year sport. It's every year that we go out there as athletes. So World Championships is next year in St. Moritz, um, Switzerland. So we don't want to hope that people join on board, not just when the games start, because that, yeah. that's not really doing us much good. You know, where are you when we need you throughout the season, when we're having hotel issues, when we're having transportation issues? When you have mm. equipment issues, we need food for the athletes. It's a, it's a weight sport, you know? It's a weight sport where you need to maintain a certain amount of weight and that kind of thing. So 
we're not getting feed properly, then guess what's going to happen? We're going to push a heavier sled because mm. the sled have to be up to a certain weight. There's a minimum weight. So there's a, there's okay. a weight sport, W-E-I-G-H. Yes. Weight, not W-A-I-T weight. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's very technical um, in terms of the amount of weight. So it's, I think it's with athlete, it's 600 and I think 55 or 60 kgs right so it's mm. probably 200 to 60 then all the athletes have to be in 100 kg to make up to that weight right 100 kg is not light <laughs> no no i mean that's kilogram I'm, for all my americans out there that's kilogram yeah, kilogram yeah because <laughs> so we don't we don't mess i am with that. i am i'm 80 86 kgs which is like 192 pounds yeah. so i'm underweight by far <laughs> so mm. how much are you I'm supposed to be 220 minimum Oh, wow. So we had to push a heavier sled. People don't understand that as well. So a lot of kg to make up for my weight. I think one other brake man was a little bit under as well. And the mm. pilot. So we had to put in weight in the sled to get it up to the right weight. Gravity, it's physics. Exactly. So it's a gravity sport. So with the better weight or the heavier sled, then the better it is to um, go down the track. So mm. it's a lot to it. And if the investors don't know all of these things and what it, it, it takes throughout the season, yes, would appreciate you coming at the end and say, get us equipment and that kind of thing. But if you don't give us the equipment up front as well, then we won't be able to qualify for these games. Wow, that's amazing. So you don't need fair-weathered, fair-weathered fans, I mean, or support from your government, for instance. Yeah. You need them to be supportive all the way through. What you're saying about the weight thing i didn't realize but that's like a an obstacle yeah it is that it you is have an to obstacle. another that you're trying to overcome which is like just the beer essentials man i i'm a sprinter all my life so mm. i'm accustomed to trying to be losing weight trying to stay at around 170 pounds right. 173 day around and now i had to try to find way to gain weight and that wasn't happening <laughs> it just wasn't happening for me <laughs> yeah honestly yeah. So even me being on the team was a plus because really and truly you they would go for a heavier guy if they're recruiting um, mm. that have similar speed to what I do. But you mean they just find some other Jamaican bobsledder? Yeah, <laughs> just, just laying around. <laughs> just laying around. <laughs> yeah, There's so like, many of them. Let's just say, what about you, Delroy? <laughs> Delroy, you ready? <laughs> Um, a lot of people fear going down, and I think that's that that's that's the issue. As you probably hear, Bolt said he probably wouldn't do the sport because the, the, the <laughs> speed going down that tube is not for him. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and when Bolt is uh, worried about speed, you know that's fast. <laughs> exactly. So, for the fastest man in the world telling you that he he ain't doing that, you must know. So it takes a level of insanity to to be in the sport. <laughs> Because I have a knee issue. Um, a lot of people don't know about I have a knee issue. And I think that was my fear of even trying out for this thing. Because eventually it would pop off, I would say. <laughs> so on the day of the tryouts, I actually took part. I took part in the tryouts. And it so happened that I was the number one select. Oh, wow. <laughs> After doing the 30 meter, the 60 meter, the sled push, the sled pull, the, the broad jump, the vertical jump. After doing all of that, I ended up coming out on top. So I was the number one slick, and I've been training with the team since then. 
um, in Jamaica. So that's how I really got into it. Wow. Yeah. But all the stuff you're telling me is even more incredible how well you yeah. did. You know, how, how did you, uh, in the Olympics, how did you fare? How did you finish? What was your final? Uh... Final finishes? Yeah. So we finished 28 out of 28 in the four-man and 30 out of 30 in the two-man. So we're at the back, the back end of it. So you finished number one in our hearts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, just... know, we know that we outperformed our equipment. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah. I, I, I think Sean Wayne, a lot of people see him hitting and stuff like that, but I tell you, it's he's really good pilot, you know, really, really good pilot. And I think a lot of people don't even recognize that he's one of not many that qualified two sled at the games, you know, and that's a big accomplishment. A yeah. lot of pilots only go for one, either the two or the four man, but we had. One pilot that qualified two sleds. And then two. So I think then, even that wow. is a victory. That haven't happened since Dudley Stokes, which was the original pilot. No Jamaican pilot has qualified two sleds for the game. Wow. So he did so, qualify for the two men and the, and the four, four men. Wow. Yeah. So he's the first pilot since Dudley Stokes to do that as a Jamaican. First of all, you make it. To make it, you have to beat out a lot of people. A lot of countries with snow are like, what? Jamaica beat us? <laughs> it's probably embarrassing for them. <laughs> very, very, very embarrassing, I would say. <laughs> You're like, man, we're from, from Finland. <laughs> it's like, this is tons of, we grew up in the snow. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. What do you see uh, the future of this? Or what would you hope for? Like, just say, just say my podcast is yeah. going out to the world. What do you want to tell them? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I've I mean, it messages. is going out to the world, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, several messages and for different individuals. Um, I'll start off where finance is concerned, and I would say anyone who have a passion for youth development, right, and a passion for sport, you should invest in the future of um, the next generation. And I think don't wait until they reach glory before you get on board. Just like investing into a real estate or something of the sort. You don't really know if it's going to work, right? But you make a calculated guess or a calculated judgment. And so I think you need to do the same for, say, sporting and the next generation of athletes. As it relates to the athletes, the younger athletes, my motto, dreams don't work unless you do. So you can dream big, can dream small however you want to dream but unless you work towards that particular dream it won't happen for you so just be passionate about anything you do give it your all at all costs mm. don't let nobody tell you anything otherwise because if i had done that i wouldn't have been an uh, olympian today there are people questioning is it worth it because of the funding situation you know i don't get paid to be a bobsledder right Right. But it's for country and to inspire the next generation of athletes. So hopefully my work would have opened the doors for, other, for the next generation and also opened the doors for investors to come in and help the next generation. Being away from home <laughs> for five months. I haven't been home since five months, since September. Mm -hmm. And how do I pay a bill? You get what I'm saying? 
how do I pay a bill if I'm not working? So right. um, a lot of people see us out here and think we're millionaires and, oh, because we went to the games, we have a lot of money and that kind of thing. No, it's not like that. It's, it's a case where really and truly we're just representing country. And hopefully <laughs> in return, someone can say, you know what, this guy is a good ambassador for the country. Let me see if I can help him in return. Because I have my bills waiting on me, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Because how do you, uh, what do you do after this? Because you're on right now, you're on such a high and such a buzz. Exactly. But then you gotta go home and pay bills or like work. I think we need to how have work? we need to have more set up for life after Olympics or life after a season for athletes. You know, we athletes go out and they put out their best for country. They're representing. Um, their nations and sometimes there's nothing in place really to welcome them besides the yeah thank you that kind of thing you know um, but mm. athletes yeah. are human just the same and superhumans if you ask me because you're doing the sport aspect of it and you also have to be a regular citizen as well <laughs> so mm. I think after a particular game or that kind of thing you have certain amount of assistance whether it be mental or whether it be financial, but something in place for athletes to be benefited. Yeah, because they do it with soldiers, right? Yes. In certain aspects. Sometimes it's not enough for them either, but at least they do something. But like, so that there's, so basically the message is, well, if you're not going out to kill people, we don't care about you as much. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't think people understand the, 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 the weight that an athlete carries. I mean, even showing up at the games and having certain pressure um, to say, okay, medal, right? Because your country is expecting you to. Mm. I don't think a lot of people understand that the weight that you have to carry as an athlete. So it's, it's no different from any other service. Um, if you ask me, like you mentioned, the military. I mm. mean, we're not out there at war killing anyone, but we're at war trying to, to, um, to, to, to get the best result there is for our country. So mm. I think there is mental aspect of it. And a lot of you, you see a lot of mental cases going around where athletes are concerned. Like so Simone Biles. I think exactly, like, Simone Biles. And um, the tennis player. Naomi. And, uh, yeah, Naomi. Yes, so it's, it's a lot. And I think people don't really take that into consideration. And until we do that kind of thing, then we'll forever be in the same situations. Mm. Do you feel a lot of pressure? I didn't even think about that aspect of it. I was too busy happy for you, you happy, guys yeah and i think a lot of people just they're just happy and think that the athletes are happy to even be at the games just just so mm. you know um, you have to perform too exactly pressure for me i always tell tell people that i don't really stress well but i always know i give my best so at the end of the day i don't beat up on myself too much but stressing no <laughs> not gonna stress man that's just how i am the bill will always pay itself some way, somehow. The right. result will always come some way, somehow, you know? So I just live my life <laughs> knowing that everything will always sort itself out. And I, I think I, if, if a lot of people do that, I think it will also help the stress cases as well. Just know that everything will always work out. That's Everything's going to be all right. I don't want to yeah, quote Everything Bob Marley. Everything's going to be all right. You know, Bob? <laughs> I, you, I listen too much music. You, for, you yeah. Being a bobsledder, what does that taught you about life? Uh, life's lesson. You can achieve anything you want despite your setbacks, despite the limited resources that you have. 
I think um, if you really put your mind to something and put your mind to a particular goal, you can work towards it regardless of your situation. I think Bob said has taught me that lesson and taught me the lesson of surviving. As I said, like we had many struggles this season, just, just to have fun as well, you know, despite being an athlete, you don't want to pressure yourself unnecessarily. Have fun while you're at it. Don't, don't just get too serious in terms of trying so hard that it gets the best of you. Have fun while you're at it because it's all about mm. the experience. It's all about the experience. Enjoying the journey. Right? Yeah, you have to enjoy the journey because when you get there and it's all over, if you didn't really enjoy it, then it's like, what, was it really worth it? Yeah, man, but I was, I was just making sure I was having fun along the way, man. It, it, you know, that's a good lesson, though, because yeah. one of the things we love about Usain Bolt yeah, is how much fun he makes yeah, it. First of all, he makes it look easy. He's beating yeah. people badly. <laughs> that's true. I've seen people crying at the end of the race, like he's beat them so bad. <laughs> but he's just playful and fun. He doesn't look like intense, like the guy yeah. who he was running against, who was trying to beat him the whole time. The what's Gatlin? Gatlin. He looks so serious. Yeah. Like it's like it's not it's not MMA, man. What are you doing? Exactly. It's the same. It's the same concept. I mean, for me, I'm like one of two things. You're gonna get down the track. Is either you're going down on four runners or you're going down on your head. <laughs> and if I'm on the four runners, <laughs> if I'm on the four runners, I'm going to have fun while I can. All right. You know? And even if I go on my head, I'm still going to have fun. You're going <laughs> to carry the sled. Man, I've, we've crashed. <laughs> we've crashed before. A lot of people don't notice that it's a dangerous sport like that. I've crashed. Right, right. And when I crash, I'd be laughing going down because I'm like, is this really happening? You know? <laughs> Mm. why did i ever choose this sport but i'm laughing <laughs> so the, the 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 medic always come by and they're like oh jamaicans how are y'all laughing after you just crashed yeah and they will ask us are you good to go do the medical checks see if you have any concussion and they're like are you going back in the set? i was like yeah hell yeah we're going back going back to the top <laughs> ready to go again and that's just character so i think bob said has taught me that bobsled has taught you things and you being in bobsled has taught the world stuff yeah man that's you and true. your crew you know but i think secretly we, the world needs a jamaican bobsled team they need to, yeah the idea is it sounds like an impossibility <laughs> or a joke but it's oh, exactly what it is something out of a movie <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like somebody should make a movie about it. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> what did you think about the accent in the movie? And we always get made fun of. Everybody complains. <laughs> but let me before you say anything, let me just say yeah. this. They, <laughs> we did they didn't want no accents at all. Oh, really? Well, they, I guess for audience purposes. Yes, they hired yeah. you to do. They hire you to do an accent, and then we had a dialogue coach on there too. But okay. but the dialogue coach was taking away our accent because they started getting worried. Oh, no one's gonna understand. Yeah, yeah. So this I, is I the nineties too, right? So they're like, yeah, yeah. I, fi I figure as much because even watching the movie, I was like, my Jama the Jamaican in me was like, why isn't it more of a Jamaican accent? Right. And then the Knowledgeable person, I am saying, okay, audience, sales, <laughs> you can't. Well, you, really. you're, you're kinder than most because most some people are like, 
Kiss that beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hell is this? <laughs> but, but I mean, I feel like, but I will, I do tell my friend that when, when the movie is about to, I said, look, uh, ignore the accent, but <laughs> we captured the spirit. Yeah, yeah. What, what they accomplish. What do you, what do you want for the sequel? Ah, uh, the movie sequel. I'm not even sure enough, but definitely a 2.0 would be good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who would play my character. I don't know if you're yeah. taking up that role. <laughs> you have to come harder this time, you know. <laughs> you have to come harder this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Yeah, man. I, I could I think I could play uh, my character's father now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although I still look good. I still look good. I'm a young Hey, Rolando, man. Thank you so much for, for doing no this, man. Still killing it. Still in it, man. Still in it. This is Jamaican. Make no excuses, man. Just, just go for it. Dreams don't work unless you do. Yeah. yeah. That's a good quote. Yeah. Rolando Reed. Uh, Oli. Olympian. Oli. <laughs> Junior himself, yeah. but the rich dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for doing this, man. But you know what? Mostly thank you for being you, man. And, yeah. and thank the rest of the guys on the team. Tell them I said big up, you know? Yeah, man, I will do. So, but thanks, thanks, thanks for giving me this invite, man. I think um grew up watching the movie. Never thought I would be able to meet one of you guys and even have this sit down and have this conversation. Yeah. So the fact that you even create this platform, so I was able to do this, I think um, it's a great accomplishment. Yeah. And to know that the character that I actually, the character that played me <laughs> is actually the one I'm actually talking to and, you know, hearing yeah, yeah, my story yeah. and how my journey was, I think, I think it's a good feel. And um, yeah. I hope the world enjoy it, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Respect. Yeah, man, respect. One love, Junior. One love. <laughs>